0: Welcome to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Matthew 1, 23 says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name. Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Some years back, uh, Jenny and I served as uh, on a team that ran an evangelism outreach called Set Ablaze. And speakers were brought in from all over the world, and about 3,000 people gathered in a big campground. And as we were setting up, as part of the crew setting up, I needed to see um, the overseer, Trevor Yaxley, and, uh, I, I was just aware that he was speaking with, uh, a guest preacher from the US at the time. So I sort of approached, um, cautiously and, um, and as I looked at this guy, I thought, yeah, wow, what a cool dude, you know. <laughs> he really does fit the stereotype of a successful big name preacher, you know. And Trevor, being as outgoing as usual, turned and said, Oh, Murray, look here, come over here. Have you met Rick? And he introduced me to this guy. And as Rick turned to shake my hand, he revealed that the whole right-hand side of his face was scarred beyond repair from serious burns that had been obviously uh, occurred Despite numerous operations to try and fix it, and uh, I tried, you know, really hard not to show any kind of reaction as I met this um, man's met this man and shook his hand, and I just um, was so blown away. In those few moments with this man, I was aware that I was in the presence of someone truly humble and someone who had overcome much. And it, as it turned out, he shared his story on stage that as a young man, he had been a member of a skydiving club. And he'd trained to be able to instruct others how to skydive. And, uh, until, uh, until the time when he was the head lead instructor. And, uh, and one day, as they trundled down the runway with a fully loaded plane of Newbies and experienced trainee um, jumpers uh, about to take off. The plane sort of shuddered a bit after liftoff and finally nosedived and crashed, ironically, before anyone had even left the plane. And uh, Rick managed to get almost everyone off the plane immediately uh, before it burst into flames. But as he went back and rescued the final instructor, he was engulfed in flames, suffering the life-changing burns to his face. As he reached a safe distance from the plane with this young lady, he noticed that his new assistant was losing way too much blood from the injuries sustained in the crash. And uh, he just held her until her last breath and she said, I don't even like skydiving. I just wanted to belong. Wanting to belong is one of the most basic desires of all mankind. And I, I just think that because we're made in God's image, it's simply part of our DNA to want to belong. God designed us to be In relationship. And the desire for love and acceptance is, in fact, a God thing placed within us in order to worship Him and to bind us in covenant relationships with one another. God knows that most valuable things in this life are transferred relationally. Sadly, we know that sin is a relationship killer and when all else um, failed to break the destructive cycle of sin in the world and the curse of that causing these broken relationships, God chose to break into history in an outrageous display of love by the word becoming flesh and dwelling among us. John 1 verse 14. How can a holy God... Live among broken men and women. This has amazed and confused mankind ever since that night in Bethlehem. The fact that God took on human form and is now God with us, Emmanuel, is just mind-blowing for me anyway. So I've called this message, I changed it a little bit along the way. I called this message now simply, God with us, how can this be? Because that kind of love is, is outrageous. You know, there's, that's the question we come across, isn't it? Frequently with some in our community, when we meet with people and sometimes have chats with them, uh, they say, I'm, I'm just, I'm too bad. I'm too bad for God to save me. I'm not worthy. You know, we talked about that the other day, didn't we? The not worthy rags that we sometimes wear. You know, God couldn't forgive me after all I've done. That's what some say. And the massive leap to believe that God is with us before we're all cleaned up and sorted out requires a revelation. It just requires something of the revelation of the Spirit that we are who He loves. And then He starts the process to clean and sanctify some things. That's a big word. Amazingly, God even provides the revelation to those who seek Him. So He has done everything to win our hearts. Amen? Amen. The revelation is that he's real, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is truly good news. God is with us, and Jesus has done everything legally necessary to wipe the slate clean for those who repent and receive him. Matthew 1 says, For it is he who will save his people from their sins. There is no other name by which we may be saved. The with, in God with us, speaks to me of relationship. He didn't send a delegate, he didn't send a committee. He didn't come via a satellite image. He didn't come across the airwaves or by TV. He came himself to be with us. All who witnessed that night were in awe. Matthew 2.11 says, And they came into the house and saw the child with Mary, the mother, and they fell or his mother, sorry, and they fell down and worshipped him. The wise men, foreigners, they not only gained access to the the newborn king of kings, that in itself would have been an honour, but they fell down worshipping God the Son who had come in person. Jesus spent his life Continuing to be with people, connecting with people, not by social media. I won't go there anymore, but by being with people. And and usually he was within arm's reach. He touched people. He healed by putting clay onto eyes and by taking them by the hand. He hung out in homes. He built fires by the beach. He sat down beside wells. He noticed men in trees. He stooped down to to write individualized messages to proud religious people and he hugged lepers. No one else would. He stared down hypocrisy face to face and made a whip to clean up the temple. He noticed the soft heart of the criminal on the cross next to him and he and he sat kids on his knee. He broke bread while John leaned on him and he allowed his feet to be dried by the hair of a prostitute. Jesus was very much with people. In the marketplace, in the workplace, in the tabernacles and synagogues, on the mountainside, in their boats and in, in their homes. We did a rather rough boat trip from Whangaparaa to Auckland the other day to watch the America's Cup. But I'd rather be in the middle of a storm with Jesus, than on dead calm water without Him. Amen? It was fun. It was great. Till the water came over the nose and got us all wet. <laughs> but it was great. Jesus was very much with people. Don't be in a rush to get out of the boat. Whatever your stormy gale is right now, whatever your stormy patch is right now, don't be in a hurry to get out of the boat with Jesus in it because he's probably got something for you to learn in that storm. There's some here today that have been keeping Jesus just beyond reach at a safe distance and he's saying to us today, I want to be with you. I want to be with you. It's right and it's good to honor the Christ child, but he's not in the manger now. The grave couldn't hold him and he's alive forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen. He's, he's with you and he's with me in the thick of life now. On Thursday night, we got to our oldest boys' place quite late. We took kids with us. The other kids all arrived. They were so buzzing out because they were going to be able to sleep in the garage. Eight kids in one garage. So consequently, bedtime was a bit of a challenge. So I was nominated, Digger was nominated, to lie down beside Jude to keep the peace and to stop everyone else from talking. Well, it was lovely. I just lay there and it all went very quiet for a very long time. Bit of whispering? No. no. Shut that down. Anyway, after a little moment, I felt this little hand on my arm. Amidst all the thumb sucking, and little Jude felt that I was there, just lying there. Carried on. Twenty minutes later, little arm came across just to make sure Digger was still there. Another 20 minutes. Seemed like it anyway. um, (laughs) Probably five. (laughs) I felt a little hand again, making sure I was still there. And finally I kind of rolled away. But that just touched me as a story that that's what we can do. We can just say, God, He is still with me. Just touch His arm. Just reach out and say, God, you know, symbolically, are you still with us? Reach out. His legacy was entrusted to 12 men who He spent the bulk of His ministry with. He ate with these guys, walked with them, and worked with these 12 guys because he knew there's no substitute for time with people you want to enable. These disciples, they were just ordinary guys. But by having been with Jesus, they were extraordinarily effective. And we can be too. These men changed the world by being with Jesus. As another year ends, how about us? Have we had God with us? Have we left a legacy? Or have we just ticked off our whiteboard lists? So how do we leave a legacy in 2020 culture Huntley, New Zealand? I've just got a few things here that might help. Number one, we just need time with the Lord. We, we start there. That's our starting place, isn't it? Are we willing to have time with the Lord every day? I've said it before, I just feel spiritually naked if I leave the house without reading something from the Word. Let's spend that first time of the day Then we have to spend time with the household we're in. I know not all of us are in families, and family means different things to a lot of different people. But does your family do family time? And I really want to talk to any dads here, particularly, because when you are at home, are you actually at home with the program? I know a guy who runs an incredibly huge company, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment and men and, and that, and his father told me one day when he walks in the door, he switches off completely. It's a demolition company. You'd think he'd have nightmares. <laughs> he switches off, the door shuts and work stays at work. And he doesn't even know the Lord to my knowledge. So, you know, we need to be in the moment. And I need to say that to, to myself, you know, switch off, switch off. Mums, working mums or people, we're busy, aren't we? Mm. Are we doing life with your kids, imparting truth and values into that next generation? Do you love their mother? Mums, do you honor their father? leaving a legacy of living life with God is worth far more than the whiteboard lists and the money. And finally, time and fellowship. You know, we sometimes skip a bit, and that it doesn't not make us a, a born-again Christian, but are we investing time being with other Christians who we can be real with, and gain support from. I'm going to say that again, because even since I wrote this, I've just had a chat with somebody who really made me think about this. Is it just songs and words when we come to church? Or are we being real and being supported by being here? I hope we are. I know we've failed a lot in that time with people on a one-on-one basis, me particularly. I admit that. It's a struggle. But can we be real and can we gain support from one another to fulfill Hebrews 10, 24, 25? You know, do not neglect the gathering together. We need to build a culture of support. It's got to be more than just songs and words. Not that those aren't important because without the worship, we have not maybe heard God's voice bring words to life. The words are words of life from the Word of God. But should we see the church as a, perhaps more as an army base than a recruitment center? where we build each other up before the next battle. As I said, the most important things in life are transferred relationally before we head into battle. Hey, and it's good to celebrate good moments too together as a family, isn't it? Like we've done this morning. Thank people. Celebrate. Celebrate success. I don't think we do that quite enough, do we? Celebrate the little things. I sometimes say to Aaron on the farm, let's, we've got to celebrate all the little victories we've had this year, you know? It's easy to look at the big ones that we didn't nail. (laughs) But let's celebrate small victories. We may not win every battle. We know who's won the war, who's got our back. So finally, does the world recognize us as having been with Jesus? Do they hang around us, say, hey, come and see me sometime? Do people want to be with you? This is one of my favorite verses, Acts 4.13. They recognize Peter and John as having been with Jesus. Do people recognize you for that? Having God with us brings about a belonging that alters our speech and supersedes all else. Having been with Jesus doesn't guarantee us friends or that we'll always get on with all those who have God with them. Being a friend of Jesus may even make life tougher. But to have God with us, Emmanuel, is to have the power to overcome life's setbacks. And like Rick, the guest speaker with one half of his face damaged and scarred, we become an encouragement to others of God's grace and redemption power working in us, overcoming self-doubt, self Insecurity. Sometimes I think we need to talk more about insecurity. Also, having God with us may mean standing alone at times. We sing about that, don't we? Though no one join us, still I will follow. It's a tough tough gig, eh? See, we're designed for relationship, but the first relationship we need to honor is God. You better to be healthy alone than than not healthy together with others. Even if no one joins us, getting the order right always helps sort the belonging thing that we were designed for. See, when we get the order right and we honor him, then we honor whanau, family, elders, others, leaders, then we honor those that we meet, it sorts the belonging thing out. Matthew one twenty four says, finally we're just coming to land here, and Joseph arose from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. See, obedience should always be the fruit of belonging. He could have just said, that's cool. Thanks, God, for being with us. No, I'm not marrying her. Obedience should always be the fruit of belonging, of being with Jesus. Having time with the Lord is our absolute privilege, but obedience should always follow. If you're grateful that Jesus is with you this Christmas, then do what he's speaking to do in your heart. Whatever he says, just do it, Mary said in John 2. Amen. Oh, God, thank you for being with us. Lord, we could keep unpacking that word with Because, Lord, we're not often enough together with each other to really sometimes lift up support when it's needed. But today, O God, maybe we can decide to be with each other in a spirit-bond way, in a God-moment way. Lord, that we can just be up when someone's down. And when we're down, we can call someone else who's up. Lord, I just pray that we would just go into this Christmas knowing you are God, Emmanuel, God with us, thick and thin through trials and dumb things and all the good times. Lord, and the celebrations and the thanks times. Lord, we just thank you for small victories. We thank you for the place we have in the army of God Lord that we're just part of a big thing you're doing you are conquering and winning and you ultimately will be in your glory forever and ever and ever you're there now but you're wanting us to be with you there Amen Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast